Hello, everyone, and welcome back to this Compendium Life. I am your host, as always, John, and over there, uh, my uh, companion of, on the uh, weekly companion, Nicholas. Nicholas, how are you doing today? Very good, John. How are you this evening? I'm doing great. Uh, this is the episode for the week of April 1st, 2021. And today's film we'll be talking about is the 1986 Disney Sunday night movie uh, classic, uh, Mr. Boogity. Mr. Boogity, a cultural landmark, uh, if there ever was one. If there ever was one, indeed. Uh, so you see, back in the uh, mid- mid-80s, Michael Eisner was the forerunner of doing keeping the uh disney brand alive on national television by committing to uh the weekly movie of the week format uh and this is one of them uh a f- a family thriller i think you could call it absolutely um, and uh, you, you would you would look back and say like this is a catalyst for turning around the ship as far as uh the walt disney corporation goes absolutely absolutely uh an absolutely star-studded cast uh, for Mr. Boogity from top to bottom. Um, first and foremost, you have uh, a two-time president of the uh, Screen Actors Guild, uh, uh, Richard, I do believe his name is uh, Masur. It's M-A-S-U-R. I have never heard it actually pronounced. But... And Richard Masur certainly uh, massaged uh, this role. Ah, oh, fantastic. Um, he also, you would also recognize him from similarly thrilling films such as The Thing. Yes, another classic. And uh, of course, most notably uh, from the film My Girl and My Girl 2. Absolutely, absolutely. Also, you have in uh, in this film, you have uh, uh, David Faustino. Uh, titular Bud Bundy. Yes, he would go on to bigger, and some would say better. I don't know if that's necessarily true. But yes, uh, married with children, he was the son, Bud Bundy. It's it's hard to, it's hard to, you know, uh, go anywhere from, uh, to uh, go any, any farther upward. Exactly. A Disney, a Disney Sunday after, a Disney Sunday night movie. Uh, to a weekly syndicated television program uh, at Beth, you, you, you know, mostly a lateral move, honestly. If you're going to ask me, if you, I mean, if, if you think about, it, you know, it's it's 1986. Uh, it's a 45 minute uh, made for TV movie on a random Sunday night. Where do you go from there? Exactly, exactly. Uh, the youngest son in this movie is Benjamin Gregory, who would also go on to find great success in a, another uh, television series, Alf. Um, Alf short, is a, a shortened version of Alien Life Form. Uh, the main star, Gordon Shumway, was a pop culture icon for many years. Uh, I believe he um, came from the planet, uh, he, he came from the uh, fictional planet of Melmac. And, and and his partner was named Rhonda. Exactly. Exactly. Um, also, the uh, oldest the oldest child in the movie, uh, the daughter, played by uh, one Christy Swanson. Christy Swanson, uh, the original Buffy the Vampire Slayer for uh, you Josh Whedon fans out there. Yes, as there are plenty uh, these days. Um, yes, she would go on to be um also uh 
The next year, she would appear in Flowers in the Attic, uh, 1987. Another quality film, a family movie. Yes. Uh, Hot Shots, uh, Dude, Where's My Car, and Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I would say the, uh, her, her, the pinnacle of her acting career was the Charlie Sheen vehicle, the, the getaway. The getaway, yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. And also uh, playing the role of... Neil Witherspoon in this movie is John Astin, who uh, you would all know as uh, Gomez, Adams. Gomez Adams on The Adams Family and the uh, Adams Family animated series. Uh, Father, Father Sean Astin and uh, a frequent, frequent guest star in the 1980s sitcom Night Court. Uh, absolutely. Uh, just absolutely uh uh, impressive filmography for John Aston, things such as West Side Story, Freaky Friday, and Teen Wolf 2. Teen Wolf 2, uh, uh, the uh, the reboot of the Michael J. Fox film. Teen Absolutely. Wolf. Yes, and as you mentioned, he is the uh, father of Sean Aston, who uh, some, would, some would recognize him as Samwise from the Lord of the Rings, but to me, in my heart, he'll always be Rudy. He'll always be Rudy. Um, I like to think of him as Brace's kid from the Goonies. Uh, and he's also, uh, I think we can both agree, our favorite uh, of the teenaged mutant Ninja Turtles. He was Raphael in the yes, 2012 uh, revival of Teenaged Mutant Ninja Turtles. Raphael, finest of all four Ninja Turtles. Absolutely, absolutely. And he does appear in the third season of Stranger Things, which is a uh, homage to many of the great uh, horror and sci-fi films of the 80s. Uh, unfortunately, it has not touched upon Mr. Boogity as of yet in the series, but I feel like if it, I feel like it's overdue at some point. John, do you feel like... There was a missed opportunity by Ryan Murphy in American Horror Story in 1984 not to touch on Mr. Boogity. I think, uh, I think you could only say that it's a missed opportunity. Uh, I can't imagine there being any greater missed opportunity in terms of uh, paying homage to classic horror tales. Um, this being one of the, the singular most classic and notable horror tales Absolutely. of all time. Absolutely, um, right up there with Telltale Heart or the or the the modern Prometheus. It's yes, it's you know the a, a tale uh, going for the heart of Lovecraft himself. Yeah, um, it's 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 tr it's a truly haunting tale of a family uh, <laughs> trying to move on and yeah. to bigger and better things, and only to be uh, tormented by history itself yes i believe uh it, it is uh the uh i believe lin-manuel Miranda wrote it best history has its eyes on you and this movie certainly uh ties into that certainly uh, jonathan i i want to talk i'm sorry john uh i i want to talk about like the quality of the film um just just the film quality itself uh, Disney Plus, yeah, the Walt Disney Corporation has certainly done a great job of remastering many of its classics, and this is no exception. Uh, Absolutely not. Um, clear, uh, clearly, a lot of heart uh, and care was taken into 
um, updating this film for modern generations. Uh, Absolutely. Um, for for a significant amount of time, it wasn't particularly readily available for uh, your average consumer. There were DVD copies, but it wasn't much different than a say a uh, VHS tape that you would have gotten or you would have recorded off of your television because you absolutely would have recorded this as it aired in 1986. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I will say I am uh, disappointed that they did not include the original introduction uh, um, of the film. Mm-hmm. Especially, it, it takes me back, you know, you, you're talking, of course, about the, the then president of the Walt Disney Corporation, Mr. Michael Eisner, who gave Eisner, such an articulate yes. and, uh, well, even-handed uh, introduction to this film. Yes. That's, and it, it seems like it's, a, it's, a, it's an oversight. That it's not yes. It, his, his introduction also helped bring... Uh, a level of levity that was needed before going into the film Um, uh, because it it also featured uh, very much of the same uh, practical effects that are featured in the film Um, several several moments of like uh, beautiful use of lighting and uh, a a wire work Um, it's absolutely fantastic introduction yes yes you know, I was so, the the character, Mister Boogadier himself. I I remember I recall an interview with uh, Tom Savini where he like bemoaned the fact that he wasn't asked to uh, work on this film, and he said it's like it's it's one of the regrets in his career. Yeah, I, I and and you know I can honestly I could understand why you would look back on this and be so disappointed in not being involved in something like this a program like this because he would you know uh other horror classics such as friday the 13th were uh really really climbing the charts in uh, american pop culture at the time um with, with yet uh weren't really anywhere near the level of budget or uh practice or even like the uh, quality of practical effects as the, as Mr. Boogity was um, representing on the screen here. Good morning, Wildcats. I'm Rita Jones. And I'm Nicholas Jones. And we're the hosts of the newest podcast on the Disney Public Radio Network, We're All in This Together, where we discuss the Disney Channel original movie, High School Musical, and its sequels. Join us as we take an in-depth look at the films in order to understand how lessons from the movies can help us navigate the world around us today. Previously on episode 74. Well, I just don't agree with her decisions at Uh all. I mean, it's clear that Mm. Miss Darbus was a terrible teacher. Mm -hmm. Her flip-flopping and her blatant favoritism could have completely derailed the drama club's entire production. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would put her mishandling of things on par with the way the United States handled the response to the pandemic. Oh, absolutely. A a complete lack of leadership on every level, but I contend that the film shows an even more appalling lack of leadership in the form of Troy. It's no wonder Zac Efron was cast as Ted Bundy. After all, (laughs) Troy, uh, after playing Troy, rather, playing a psycho wasn't much of a stretch. Well, I mean, blame nepotism. That's what happens Uh. when the coach's son gets the captain. Oh, don't don't get me started on his father. Join us this week as we take a look at the evolution of Sharpay and Ryan's relationship. 
Did they push each other to be better or enable the worst parts of each other's narcissistic tendencies? Did Sharpay pushing Ryan away allow his talent to finally flourish? I think you're listening to my thoughts on this. Oh, they do, dear. I unabashedly love Ryan. Look for us anywhere you find your favorite shows on DPR. And remember, once a wildcat. Always a wildcat. I, it's I'm absolutely. Like, I will say it is absolutely incredible that this was a uh, television film. Um, easily could have been like a it, it, the fact that they decided not only to put in television but not release it during the, uh, the you know the end of the year when the when the Oscars tend to absolutely absolutely. Um, it's, and, it's a yeah. I, it it also was a coup to get the the, the house from the monsters television show. I uh, I thought it was a nice touch. It's yes, beautiful. Um, yeah, and you know, it, it, it's it's a it's a lean cut movie too. There, they left. Uh, it, it is it is a nice, solid. I believe forty five minutes. Forty five minutes. Yeah, clocks in. Um, it, uh, and, and no and no and no time lost. No wasted screen space. No, uh, no uh, pointless dialogue. It's all. Every uh, everyone's blood, sweat, and tears is there on the screen, and it's they've, it's compressed into an absolutely uh, nonstop uh, thrill ride. I would say. Yeah, it, it's it's a film that I feel respects the viewer's time, um, exactly. and I appreciate that. Yes, uh, for those that don't know, the uh, the plot of the film is uh, that of a family moving to New England. Um, they are a family. Uh, the father uh, uh, is a. I. They don't really. He doesn't own the gag company. He is a salesman for the gag company. I do believe. Yeah, he's. A, I, think, I, I. No, I believe. I believe he is a. He's, he's not a part owner, or he's a, a partner, perhaps. Yes. And it's it, it, interesting to know, like, it's for somebody who's like, you know, runs a gag company. He's he, the gravitas the character has. Um, he's for somebody that's so important he is so down to earth um and you can really see the uh love for his family in every scene he respects his family and their feelings and emotions throughout the film if i as i was watching it i i was reminded of uh, gregory peck's roles atticus finch uh, and to kill a mockingbird as far as like fatherly roles you you have to put it up there Absolutely, absolutely. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, yes, so uh, it's a family that truly uh, loves and respects one another. Um, they're constantly, oh, it's 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 a real treat to watch them, uh, uh, you know, gently razz at one another with all of the new and fanciful pranks. Uh, uh, fake, fake, fake vomit. Fake um, vomit. Which I, I, I chortle that. I yes, to. yes, it's hard. It's hard to not get. Uh, it's hard to not laugh at something as uh, fanciful as a rubber egg uh, that squirts the sun. Uh, it was very. It was very. It's a very clever uh, creation. Uh, you mm -hmm. really have to hand it to the uh, prop designers on this film for many of the uh, choices that they made, such as the. Uh, uh, okay, you know how in film they have the famous the Chekhov's gun. Absolutely, uh, you show the gun in the first act; it's going to be used in the third final act, um, which is represented here by the vacuum cleaner. 
Um, <laughs> well, it's more like Hoover's vacuum. <laughs> <in this case. laughs> uh, delightful. Um, yeah, so it, you introduce a vacuum cleaner that consists of two separate pranks. Um, it, it has a sort of uh, jack-in-the-box style uh, scenario where a clown will pop up out of the, uh, the uh, shop vac part of the vacuum itself. And also the hose is a, a ping pong ball launcher. So uh, you think you're going to go, uh, you know, vacuum the curtains and, oh, ping pong balls. But, uh, <laughs> and I just uh, barely contain my laughter. Uh, and, it play, and it plays a large role in the, in the climax of the film. Exactly, exactly. It's the Chekhov's gun, as I said. Uh, yeah. It's uh, you. You wouldn't think this uh, simple uh, uh, vacuum prank would have any significant role in the film after its introduction, but it certainly does. Um, uh, shortly thereafter, uh, you introduce to the uh, new house that they're all living in, which is unfortunately a relatively dilapidated house as they move in. Um, it's falling apart around them almost. It's filled with cobwebs and splintered wood, but uh, they end up making it their own. Um, it's a charming. It's a, it's a charming New England home. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. It, once reminded of the film *Amityville Horror* as far as the. Uh, yes. The uh, some. Yes. Um, much like *Amityville*, uh, you really do feel the. Uh, fear of the family once Absolutely. the uh once the horror aspects start to uh uh start to uh make themselves known um i uh and of course we'll, 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 we we did touch on john aston uh earlier um yes. the work he put into his role um he as for the, for you who don't know he his his character is uh, very much based on the uh, classic character Snidely Whiplash, and uh, so it, it, he he uh, he really he really wanted the role. He petitioned for it, uh, and so prior and you to can understand you can understand why he was so uh, adamant. Yeah, absolutely, and, and 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 he he studied hours of footage of Snidely Whiplash. Yes. Um, it, it he it, it's it's a little bit of styly whiplash, and it's uh, also it's got a little bit of um, Father Marin from The Exorcist. Absolutely. Um, which uh, there is a funny story that goes with the uh, Father Marin uh, connection to this movie was um, so when this movie was originally being pitched, it was being pitched as a parody film. Absolutely. Um, uh, uh, which is kind of ridiculous uh, to think about now, uh, considering how uh, serious and how full of gravitas all of the performances are in this film. Uh, but it did start off as a uh, uh, Tommy Chong and Cheech Marin vehicle uh, in the vein of the ever-classic airplane comedy series. Um, but it was being pitched to Columbia, and there was a... Uh, character in it that was um by uh max von sydow that was going to be playing a, a parody of uh father marin and it uh upset the uh studio head at the time because that was a character his father played 
in The Exorcist. Uh, so it ended up not being produced at Columbia and found its way to Disney eventually. Real coup um, for the Real coup for the Disney Corporation, uh, particularly in the 80s where um, things were going particularly well for the studio. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, often, often, when, I, when I mentioned earlier, it was a catalyst. You, you felt like, okay, yes, these great films had come out, but things, things weren't looking great, and then all of a sudden this movie comes along. Exactly, and, exactly. Um, if, you could, I mean, if, if, if you look at the movies that were um, out at the time for uh, uh, the Disney Sunday night movies, uh, things like Splash 2 mm-hmm. uh, were headlining some of these um, some of these uh, movie nights. Um, so the studio was really, really, really hungry for a, uh, a hit. Um, uh, a monster hit. And a monster hit. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. Enjoy. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, but Michael Eisner was really, uh, was really just uh, throwing everything he could, all the threw around all the money he could to uh, make this make this concept work, uh, and you know. I, I think he pulled it off. I think mm-hmm. this was a real this this is probably what cemented him as one of the all time uh, great studio heads ever. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hi everyone, John here. I just wanted to take a quick second to say this Compendium Life and all the other wonderful programs on Disney Public Radio Network wouldn't be possible without the semi reoccurring donations by listeners such as yourself. Thank you. And now back to the show. I I'm I'm of the belief that he went after the script hard. Like he, like it, you occasionally you hear about these like producers or presidents, CFO, scribble scribble come, come across their desk and they know it's magic. No pun intended. And yes, uh, yes, there's no way that this uh, got in front of Michael, uh, Mr. Eisner, and. Um he didn't see the potential of the project. Uh, you would have to be a fool to pass this up like Columbia did. And he wasn't going to be made a fool of in this industry. So John, I think one thing I want to touch upon, and I think it's important, maybe the most important thing with this movie is the origin story of Mr. Boogie, uh, also known as John Hanover. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Key, the, chilling, uh, chilling, chilling origin uh, story. Yeah, uh, really just um, uh, just right into your core, you feel the terror uh, and the haunting of this character's origin story. Uh, he's a colonial era ghost, and um, how about uh, how about you tell our guests uh, the backstory for Mr. Boogie? To set the scene, and, and, and first I want to touch upon like the set pieces during this, during this flashback scene. Uh, just stunning, just stunning. Uh, like you, absolutely on par with uh, period pieces, like uh, you know, uh, Glory, correct, um, and, and Lonesome Dove. Yeah, I was reminded a lot of the film the Last Mohicans. Like the Last, set yes, absolutely, Last yeah, Mohicans. Uh, yes. Another fine actor, Daniel A. Lewis, uh, not to be confused mm-hmm. with uh, John Assam. 
so the, the the story goes as the the children, um, the children of the J, that John mentioned earlier, they go to investigate the mystery of the house because uh, they believe it might be uh, maybe some paranormal activity taking place. Some 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 spooky things have been happening. Uh, the yeah. child's they've been hearing sounds. There's been strange glowing. Uh, there is uh, a teddy bear was stolen, which uh, is just a heartbreaking moment of the film. You um, felt you felt the pain of the child. You felt the pain of the child. He really, uh, it was a tour de force performance from the child um, over the missing bear, um, and there were uh, mystery mysterious footprints walking up the walls. The horror on the father's face when he found the footprints. Yes. Um, he took he took his daughter's fear um, very because they f- they found her passed out. Um, and when she describes what she said, um, it was it was a touching moment. It's family. a touching moment. You see, uh, John, you're you're a fan of uh, uh, comic books and. Uh, uh, films like uh, Lone Wolf and Cub. Did you did you get that same sense of? Uh... I, it, it, it very much felt like the same type of relationship um, from Lone Wolf and Cub. You are correct. I, I would agree with that one hundred percent. He he would do anything to protect his daughter um, going forward, and you really felt that. Like he was determined to stop to stop this creature, whatever it was that's terrifying his family. Exactly. Uh, Anyways, but back to back to the origin story of uh, the uh, titular Mister Boogity. Uh, yes, the children uh, visit the uh, historical society for the aptly named uh, Lucifer Lucifer Falls, where the uh, house is uh, located. Located, yes. Um, and they are they are treated to the uh, backstory of one Mister John Hanover, who didn't like children. Um, he was, by all accounts. Uh, uh, what's 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 the best way to put this? I guess an incel. Um, yes, absolutely. He was an incel. I uh, didn't like children. Um, and but he he did, however, uh, have romantic aspirations for a, a widowed woman named Marion, uh, who was easily. 50 years his junior um, and the, he she declined his advances uh marion also had a son uh, i believe his name was jonathan correct 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 jonathan um mr hanover uh by all accounts and made made a faustian deal uh traded his soul for a cloak yes, by the way uh, I, Uncredited yeah. Satan here, uh, reminded of uh, a run of Al Pacino and Devil's Advocate, absolutely, absolutely, uh, just sinister. Uh, he trades the soul for a cloak, which gives him invisibility and uh, other not, not fleshed out magical powers, but you get the sense that it was it made him an uh a being of great ability and uh, omniscience. Yes. Yes. Correct. Um, he ca- he kidnaps Jonathan. Um, oh, I, I should 
mention that uh, he receives the name Mr. Boogity because when he sees children, he yells at them Boogity, which is just terrifying. Uh, uh, it would really, I, I know as a as a child, if a, a man yelled Boogity at me, I would, uh, it would traumatize me. It would truly traumatize yeah. me. Correct. Uh, if if an older man dressed like Snoopy from uh, Charlie Brown Thanksgiving yelled at me, I absolutely would be. Uh, yes horrified uh mr boogity uh john hanover uh some incident takes place at his home after he's kidnapped jonathan and creates an explosion and he and jonathan and marion uh all perish but they're trapped in some sort of ethereal limbo is would that be a good way of describing it i would say so uh that it was uh, it's this the, the tragedy of and the magic combined that created this explosion to happen definitely trapped them into yes a sort of limbo universe uh isolated um mostly directly on this property not necessarily uh in the house uh right. because the, mo- the mother is unable to enter the house um, i believe uh, any any home that was built in the property uh was cursed Correct. Right. Correct. Um, so Mr. Boogity's powers all uh, come from this cloak. Um, later on, cloak. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Haunting. Um, Darth Sidious levels of terror from this cloak. Um, and uh, eventually the mother is visited by uh, the mother ghost. The mother who also uh, supportive of her children and yes, immediately alarmed by their their uh, recounting of disturbances in the home. Yes, so uh, so the family members all uh, interact with the ghosts independently. The children interact with the child ghost Jonathan, um, who who was the one that stole the teddy bear earlier. Correct. Um, in a, in a touching uh, moment between him and. Uh, the younger son, R.E., as he is in the book, um, or in the film. And uh, the mother uh, meets the mother ghost at her front door. It's spring, and you know what that means. It is time once again for the triannual DPR Pledge Drive. The lights remain on here thanks in part to listeners such as yourself. Thanks to your support, we've been able to expand the network and even introduce new shows, such as the Rip Warrior's new weekly quiz show, Wait, Walt, Don't Tell Me. This year, at the $75 level, you'll receive a beautiful single-use canvas tote depicting Nicholas and myself at our recording table. Nicholas is without a chair, in a callback to a fan-favorite story we have retold on several episodes. Thank you all for listening and donating. And now, back to the show. She, yeah, uh, she meets the uh, widow Marion after uh, going downstairs for a light snack, and Marion tells her the uh, uh, that she can't enter the home. Um, I did find it touching the yes. way she repat she reacted to the widow Marion, uh, inviting this ethereal spirit into her home that she had yes. just met without with without without any sort of hesitation, just right. more than willing to. Uh, bring this clearly hurting mother into her house um i i i I would only assume she assumed that the spirit was following uh dracula rules 
Correct. Um, has to be invited into the home. I uh, I was really taken aback by just the the effects uh, of on the uh, ethereal Marion. We are uh, only um, we are only a couple of years removed from Tron at this point. You can really right. see the evolution of uh, sort of the visual effect style that you would see in something like Tron at the time. Right. Yeah. And, 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 you know, this is just, we just not so long after films like Return of the Jedi and Raiders of the Lost Ark. So, yes, absolutely. and of course, Disney has at this point, it works somewhat of a working relationship with Lucasfilm, correct? Correct. Correct. Just working very close with one another. Uh, I feel like ILM must have, must have played a role. Yes. Yes. Uh, probably a test run for the uh, soon to be revealed uh, Star Tours attraction at uh, Disneyland. Correct. Uh, so after this, uh, the mother tells her story to the father, uh, who the whole time has uh, list listened with like you know measured measured concern. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And now this is this really just now he's a force. Yes. He's the um, through the conversation with between the two um, mothers, uh, we do learn that in order to break the curse and yes. the um, and and remove the powers from uh, Mister Boogity, you have to get the cloak off of him. Correct. Um, and he is a spirit. So that's going to be a tricky uh, scenario to try to accomplish uh, to get this uh, ghost off of, or to get the get this ghost to get up off of his um, enchanted uh, cloak. Overcoat. Yes, uh, the cloak. Uh, I, I I was uh, I was taken aback when at this point Boogity does show up. Uh, I do. The, the scene where the family is searching for their two sons is heartbreaking. It, it's, yes. It's, it's, you feel their yeah. pain. You've, you've, it's just... It's, it's, it's a reminder yeah. of DiCaprio's uh, reaction in The Revenant once upon losing his son. It's, uh, Absolutely. It's, 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 Absolutely. Immediately. Yeah. Yeah. it's just... You, you, you feel it. You feel it so deep in, in your uh, chest. Uh, when the kids go missing, um, it's I mean, to, it's, hard, it, it's it's sort of hard to focus um, for a little bit in the film. Honestly, can, can you name? I mean, off the top of your head, you know, like f- film television has its classic uh, mother and father you know, screen roles, but can you think of a more genuine, caring, fictional family? Like uh, parental parent. I mean the, the the only family that probably even gets remotely close to uh, the care, love, and appreciation they have for one another would be uh, uh, the Simpson family. Uh, Correct for sure. But even then, it's it's a distant second place to this particular family. Correct. Yeah. Um. So at this point, they do have their confrontation with Boogity. Correct. Um, um, Boogity, a um, force to be reckoned with. His magic... Ter- uh, terrifying. Uh, uh, ter- absolutely terrifying. Um, you can really see the influence this film has 
on future Disney property um, of Avengers Endgame and the Infinity War. Correct. Um, it's very similar to how the uh, lead villain of those two films, um, uh, Thanos, I think. Um, yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, he has his um, infinite glove that he is able to manipulate reality with. And um, it's very similar situations where he's able to sort of um, manipulate the things in the room to uh, both uh, terrify and um, perhaps even end uh, the people there. Yeah, I, I, you're familiar with the uh, the Walt Disney film uh, Doctor Strange, correct? Uh, sorry, correct. it's a Marvel movie film under the Walt Disney banner. Yeah. Um, in that film, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch plays a character named Doctor Strange, where he has a cape, uh, which grants him, which he has certain abilities, but the cape grants him abilities, and you have to think like the roots of that. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I see. Ex I, I, you know, I wasn't really thinking about that, but you're right. It's it's uh it's it's incredible the sort of uh impact that this film had on uh the f almost every uh aspect of the disney corporation going forward going forward yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it's you you look at this film you, you can see the roots of see, see the roots of it all yes absolutely um there's a scene where the father uh, is uh trying to uh, the, the the older son now that the, yes. the boy the children have uh, are concocted saved. a plan. But yes, the children by this point have been saved, and they're concocting a plan. They Correct. know they have to get the cloak, right. um, and um, in a terrifying moment where the um, the shovel from the um, fireplace kit um, starts to inflate like a bullet, like a balloon, and it starts pulling him um, into the heavens itself. Um, and, and you know, and, and here's the thing: this part I had to stop the film because is it, you are a father. I am uh, a father, I, but more, but more than that, it, it is a deep seated fear of mine for any uh, fire my fireplace poker to inflate. And yeah, it's it's and it's a very real fear to have. It's a real fear, and, and I'm um, glad this addressed it. Like yeah. have the courage to address. Yeah. And then, as you were about to say, the father. Um, grabs a ladder and um, starts to ascend the ladder because the son can't really let, let go of the, um, his hands are stuck to the, uh, to the fireplace poker or shovel. I wasn't. Correct. Uh, um, so he starts walking up the ladder, but Boogity uses his uh, dark magics on him and he's climbing, but getting nowhere. A true uh, Sisyphusian, uh, agony that he is. Yeah. Uh, you remark, just he, he. You could see the anguish of if he's he's watching in horror as his son's being carried away, as and, and as he's his attempt to climb this ladder and never close to being able to touch his son. Um, taunting the, uh, the actor uh, who played the father. Uh, as I as I mentioned earlier, two time president of the Screen Actors Guild. Yes, correct. Uh, I, re I recall a reading a, a article in Men's Health where he describes having to uh, the routine he had to put himself to climb that ladder so many, as many times as he did. Uh, we've all heard of stories about uh, characters like you know like uh, Hugh Jackman having to 
you know, go on a special diet for his role as Wolverine. Yes. Uh, the, the rigors of the Chris Hemsworth put himself to play the character of Thor. Uh, Chris, Jason Pratt. Momoa, Chris Pratt. Uh, you know, Jason Momoa is his role as Khal Drago. And it shows. Uh, Absolutely. Um, uh, ladders are no laughing matter. And uh, climbing up them takes uh, sort of an, an immeasurable core strength. Yeah. Um, so I, I could only imagine uh, the once he accepted this role, the sort of um, the the mental place he had to put himself in right. to yeah. prepare for this pivotal 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 scene. Evidently, he he did uh, he did train with the United States Marine Corps for uh, six months, um, and it and shows. I, it shows it shows. Uh, so his his love for his children and his physical presence really added to the scene. Absolutely, absolutely. It's uh, it just an absolutely. I don't want to say intimidating, but um, intimidating presence. No, it's in, yeah, and, and and it's it's clear. You, you could tell by the physical presence. That's why his his wife's so smitten with him. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's he's he's just uh, he's he's a very attractive man. Um, uh, eventually, as we mentioned earlier, uh, with the, uh, Chekhov's gun scenario, the youngest, uh, RE, uh, gets a hold of the vacuum cleaner Correct. and starts firing ping pong balls, um, at Mr. Boogity, um, really, really vexing the spirit. Yes. Um, uh- at which point he uses his ancient arcane crafts to, uh, turn the vacuum back into a normal vacuum, which at this point it was not. It was modified to be a blower as opposed to a vacuum. Uh, but it turns it back into a vacuum and has it, uh, it gives it, um, and animates it, gives it a soul, gives it life, um, as it chases yeah. after, yeah. yes, um, human, human sentience, which is in and among itself a, uh, a terrifying uh, concept. I, I'm reminded of the. Uh, I'm reminded of the uh, 1980s PSA featuring Bugs Bunny, where the frying pan uh, has a voice. Yes. And, yes. Yeah. Yes. And he's telling oh. how hot it is. I was. Yeah. It, it's. It, it's the same. It's the same level of like yes. inanimate objects getting sentience. Yes. And horrifying you. Yes. It's. It's. It's haunting. Um, so it chases him around the living room, uh, pulling in, um, you know, curtains and towels and whatever is in the room. Um, you feel seemingly, yes, you know, it's uh, a movie. yes, but it doesn't, it, you feel that the child is in true danger. It's, um, yes. um, uh, I, I actually had to look up afterwards to make sure that the child was never in any true um, peril, uh, because uh, around the same time this movie was made, uh, the uh, Michael Cimino film Heaven's Gate was in uh, um, its sort of like you know it, it had come out, and that film was well known for being you know relatively hazardous. Uh, multiple horses died on the set of that film, and you just you can, you're gun shy when it comes to these kinds of things these days. And, and it it really what gives you pause is you think about like a year later the Twilight Zone the film came out, which yes, huge actors perish on the set. Yes, 
and, and things like this kind of give you pause. You're like, oh, okay, well. Yes, uh, where a, a young uh, actor lost his life far too soon. Um, and you, you really... You, you really were hoping that for the best um, for this. So that movie came out in 1983, Twilight Zone. And this oh, is only okay. Yeah. And this is only 1986. So it's only a few years, it's four years later. So, so, so we correct hope, maybe less. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, you would hope that they had plenty of men on set to make sure that all of the correct protocols are being followed uh, right. while the scene was occurring. Um, but then, uh, he ends up uh, outsmarting the spirit and makes the vacuum uh, transport back uh, towards Mr. Boogity by through chasing him. So he runs behind Mr. Boogity. Correct. And it, uh, the hose, ends up getting stuck on the cloak. Mm -hmm. Uh, At which point, uh, and he absolutely... uh, uh, massive struggle. Uh, you could see Boogity um, really tugging, really putting all of his uh, his ethereal soul, as it were, uh, into the uh, actions of trying to save his uh, cowl. And, do you, do you um, remember uh, the, the lawsuit involved with this scene? Oh, where no, I Disney sued uh, Nintendo, uh, Nintendo Corporation. There's there a video game called Luigi's Mansion uh, where he has a, a Hmm. Device called the Poltergeist. Okay. Is that, um, now, excuse, excuse me. Is, is that a reference to uh, the Poltergeist film series? Um, no, uh, it is more in reference to the uh, the paranormal the, spirit of of the Poltergeist. Okay. Okay. So the concept of the Poltergeist. Right. Okay. Instead of the Geist, it's Gust. Okay. And uh, this is who? Luigi, this is this is this is who? This is who in this? Uh, it's the character named Luigi. Have you? Uh, so you, you've heard of the uh, popular series Super Mario Brothers? I assume. Yes, yes, I do. Re- I do recall that film. I do remember uh, okay. seeing that. The, uh, the role, the, the role, uh, the the two to you obviously remember John Leguizamo's two to four. Oh, absolutely, of course. Yes. Uh, there was a video game adaption of that. Okay. Uh, and then seems silly, movie, but okay. Which which spawned several spinoffs and sequels and in one of those films uh or one of those spinoffs was uh the the character i, I believe voiced by john Leguizamo, um luigi uh he uh he uses a, a vacuum to uh trap ghosts which you think about it, you're like i'm not trying to say nintendo wasn't wrong but if you look at it on the surface it's it's just... Con- conceptually, this I could see uh, Disney Corporation's uh, uh, ability. I-, I could see how they would sue for that. Correct. Uh, that, that makes a lot of sense. It, it, yeah. It's just just as an outsider looking in, uh, hearing about this, that they really almost sound. Um, I, I encourage our viewers to do your own do- due diligence and do the research. But uh... okay. yes, yes, absolutely. Oh, please continue. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, no, so yeah, so uh, he's he's trapped, and irresistible force meets the immovable object of Mister Boogity in the cloak, um, uh, uh, the cloak in the va- vacuum. Uh, just he's, he's trying his best. He doesn't want to lose his magical powers and his uh, eternal life of tormenting uh, small New England families. Um, well, I mean, it's, it's, impor- it's, it's, it's important. important to him. 
he bargained his soul for this cloak for this cloak and um yeah so uh eventually as all things um man versus machine the machine uh wins in the end um you feel like there's some kind of allegory underneath the surface here like it's not subtle but yeah uh, no yeah. um but uh yes so the cloak gets removed and goes into the vacuum and uh, in a scene sort of reminiscent of a classic film like The Wizard of Oz, where he just, he's met with his weakness and just is slowly pulled out of existence. Correct. Yes. Uh, and the family is one and they celebrate uh, the, their victory as the spirits of the mother and the son are reunited. Once again, uh, just just you have to think like what the risk is he took like the money spent on this scene yeah because first of all you have boogity Mm -hmm. who himself is like the the prosthetics on uh boogity were um i I haven't seen it would be decades until something comparable would um show up in film again i believe like i was i was reminded of the the magnificent uh, makeup effects on one Ivan Ooze in the Power Rangers film. Absolutely, absolutely. I was uh, immediately reminded of that. Yes. Uh, I, I, going back to the LucasArts and uh, Disney uh, collaboration, uh, it's hard not to be reminded of the, uh, the opening of the arc scene in the Lost Ark film. Mm-hmm, when, mm-hmm. Seeing, when seeing uh, the widow Marion and her son Jonathan. Mm-hmm, uh, yes. But like, but you know, like time has, like the the advances in technology, really, really come through here. Yes, yes. Um, I, it's just it's a touching scene. It is. Um, and, and as you were mentioning earlier, um, this final sort of uh, cap off to everything. They're just throwing all of the money at the screen here. You have. Mr. Boogity, you have all of the practical effects, you have all the digital effects of the magic and the spirits and uh, the entire cast, save for uh, Mr. Aston uh, appearing on the screen all at once. Correct. uh, All in one scene. Um, It's, boy, it's, you can't help but just be, just stare at what's happening on the screen and not just feel in awe of what you're seeing. It's, uh, you real you recognize that you're seeing something special happen. Right, right, and like like history in the making, right here. Yes, it's, it's a bit it's it's a benchmark in film, and you have to wonder like if this film this could this film be made now like with yeah. the social commentary with the special effects. Yes. could they get those same actors on screen? Yes, I yes. don't I don't um, know I don't know I, I think it's, it's, right place right time. Yeah, I think yeah, absolutely. This movie came out um, absolutely at same right place, right time. Um, yeah, I don't think uh, I don't think there who like what modern day actor could even pull off the father of this movie. I can't think of a single. I can't. I, I was racking my brain about it, thinking about yeah. Like, I... uh, as 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 they say, like uh, quote end quote fantasy casting. Mm-hmm. Um, like yeah, there was nobody I could think of. Um, I, I think the only person I could think of for Mister Boogity, uh, 
like a, like a Gary Busey. Gary um, Busey. Yeah. Yeah, I could um, I I could see if if he Michael was Michael Baldwin. Sure. Yeah, I could see a really committed Harvey Keitel as Mr. Yeah. Bundy. Yeah, true. 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 Eric Roberts probably. Eric, Eric Roberts. I mean, if, if yeah. you could find. You can get him. Uh, if yeah, I mean, like it's it's you know, one thing. It's, to say, hey, we want Eric Roberts, but it's another thing to say, oh, well, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's basically semi-retired, and yeah, you know, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a Danny Lewis situation. Exactly, uh, exactly. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I I, like I said I don't know that you can get the same cast. Um, I don't know. You know, yeah. it it is curious. You know how it, we we talk about high quality Disney properties every week. It's weird to just know presence in the theme parks. Well, uh, yeah, but at the same time, um, it, it, it's, it'd be, you know the cost of of it right. would be. Uh, ridiculous. I mean, it's one thing to do Star Wars. At the right. Arts. It's another thing altogether to do something Mr. Boogity. Um, the the rumor goes that um, in the 80s they did want to do the Haunted Mansion and redo over as a uh, Mr. Uh, Boogity attraction, but um, uh, sort of early testing of some of the effects were deemed too horrifying. Mm. Um uh, and they don't. They, they they didn't think that the uh, crowds of the Disney theme parks could um, handle what they were yeah. trying to yeah. accomplish. Uh, right. So. You're you're dealing primarily with children. Uh, exactly. And 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 you know you just have to think about like this is a, the Walt Disney Corporation in 1986. You know they're a family friendly corporation, and to make this film. Oh yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's it's. I mean this this pre yeah this predates the company. Uh, or maybe at around the same time, like uh, any other time, this would have been produced under the Touchstone or Miramax. Correct. Yeah, um, yeah, but uh, no, they they put their name on this film, which really shows the confidence they had Absolutely. in this being a um, an important film. And they they knew they they like I said they they were willing life. to take they were they were willing to take the risk of um, of the family groups because um, they knew what this meant. You know, this mess. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. It's it and even more fascinating. Uh, I don't know if our viewers know there was a sequel. There was a sequel. So the story goes this was originally supposed to be a television series and mm-hmm. this was sort of a, a pilot. But um well, I would assume they realized that the cost of having to maintain this high level of quality week in and week out would be uh, it's prohibitive there's no way it was going to work out in the end for them so instead uh they did uh bride of boogity which is a sequel that uh brings in uh most of the original cast and introduces eugene levy um as a secondary um heavy in the film right Um, it's no coincidence that it's, you know, uh, James Wales' Bride of Frankenstein uh, was a yes. far superior sequel. And, you know, not to get too far into weeds, but. Yes, yes. Um, it definitely, you can definitely uh, 
it's subtle, but there are homages to Bride of Frankenstein uh, in the film itself as well. Um, But, you know, that's not for this week, everyone. I'd like to thank you all for uh, joining us again for another This Compendium Life uh, for the week of April 1st, 2021. Uh, Join us next week when we return, uh, as always, uh, Right as Rain, every week, uh, another film of the Disney uh, history. And we will talk about Ride of Boogity. Um, Nicholas, I'd like to thank you again for joining me, as always, in the I, studio I, for this. Um, it's, still, it's always a highlight of my week uh, to do work with you. And uh, thank you so much. I, I thank you for time. And I, I want to thank you personally for having the courage to... I mean, a film that gets overlooked, um, but is important. Yes. And it was a pleasure talking about it with you. Yes, um, I could only hope that in my lifetime I see it get acknowledged on any of the AFI lists as it rightfully right. does belong. So um, I think I think we're on the cusp of uh, great things for this film going forward. I, I, I feel like the the the, the addition to Disney Plus, its newer younger generations are going to discover it, and it's yeah, it's going to have a renewed new popularity absolutely absolutely so again thank you everyone for joining us once again and have a magical day